Live from Studio 67 in Florida's Capital County, it's time to be fackish. Access granted. Good people, what's going on? Happy, hello, and welcome to the end of week two. This is Davin Suggs, the Public Policy Director at the Florida Association of Counties, and welcome to Fackish, our weekly wrap-up of what happened here in the Capital County of Leon. As always, we start with roll call, so let me start. And today, I want to hear... It's a lot of drama going on up here, just two weeks of session, so I want to hear what everybody's favorite movie is. Let's start with Jeff. How you doing today, Jeff? I'm doing good. It was a long week. Uh, Jeff Scala, Associate Director of Public Policy. I handle environment, water, and technology issues. And my favorite movie on and backup technology issues is Back to the Future. So during session, we're gunning it to 88, and where we're going, we don't need roads. <laughs> we don't need roads. All right. I like Back to the Future, all three of them. All right, next. Bob, how you doing today? Doing great. Um, my favorite movies are really anything by the Coen brothers, but because I just saw it the other day, I'm going to have to go with Miller's Crossing today. All right. All What's right. the rumpus? <laughs> All right. I don't know if Sarah and Jeff can identify with that. I don't know. But yeah, if they haven't seen it, it's time to watch. All right. Sarah, how you doing? Doing good. I really never know what Bob's talking about, but um, I am SPAC's policy analyst. And currently, my favorite movie is The Florida Project. If you haven't seen it, I just wanted to represent Florida's entertainment industry, and it's a really awesome movie. All right. That's what I'm talking about. Bob, get those tax credits passed. Bring the film industry back to Florida. Eddie Labrador, how you doing? I'm doing great here in sunny Pembroke Pines. Um, I'm Eddie Labrador, Senior Legislative Counsel for FAC, and uh, I cover community and urban affairs, transportation, ethics and elections, and I just want to tell you that that Sonny is going wild. He wants to go to the mattresses already. So let's get a move on. I want to make it to Brooklyn sometime this month. Can you help Sarah out, Eddie? Can you help Sarah out? If you didn't notice the quote, that's from The Godfather. Yes, thank you. The best Sarah, movie ever. Sarah, did you know that? I knew that one. I did. Okay. All right. And last but not least, Tonette, welcome. How you doing? Greetings and good afternoon. We would all love to know what's your favorite movie. Oh, that's Evening the Parent Trap. Oh, okay. You know, that is quite you. Yes. All right. That's been my favorite movie for forever. And just 1998. 1998. Forever has been since. You know, that was a remake, right? Yes. Let me clear it. That's why I said since 1998, Bob, The Parent Trap with Lindsay Lohan. Bob, do you know who Lindsay Lohan is? No, you don't. I I do. I had a daughter. Okay. I have a daughter. All right. Thank you. She loved that movie as well. And just in case everybody is wondering, my favorite movie, there's two, it's very, very tough, but I'm going to go with the five heartbeats. I just love the music in the movie. Sarah, have you seen the five heartbeats? No, you haven't. Jeff, have you seen it? No. Everybody go watch the five heartbeats. There will be a quiz. 
All right. There will be a quiz. Tonette, I know you've seen the five heartbeats. You probably haven't either, have you? Of course. How many times? My dad loves that movie. Exactly, because I'm old school like your dad. All right. Let's get into this. Heart in the house tonight, baby. That's right. Thank, thank you, Eddie. Uh, uh, Eddie, I like you more than Bob this week. You won already. <laughs> All right. You know, first segment is always up. It's the rundown. Um, Jeff, are you ready? It's about to go down. Well, it was a busy. It was a busy week in environment and technology, uh, but let me start with broadband. Uh, there were a few broadband bills up this week, Senate Bill 1592 by Senator Burgess, uh, which it provides a sales tax incentive uh, on the uh, on communication services equipment uh, past the Senate. Uh, but on the House side, set, set, uh, House Bill 753, broadband internet deployment by Representative Clemens, uh, cleared its second committee. Uh, that's a priority that FAC is working on to expand rural broadband access, and it's going to its last committee stop. Uh, the second big bill this week was uh, a governor priority. It establishes the Resilient Florida Trust Fund, uh, which will provide $100 million uh, to local go local governments for resilient infrastructure. Um, we're gonna be watching that one as it moves through the process. It was heard in two different committees and only has one more committee stop. The third bill this this week were those reclaimed water bills on potable reuse. Uh, the Senate bill is now ready for the floor and the House bill uh, 263 by Representative Maggard cleared its second committee. Uh, so those are some of the highlights uh, for me, Devin. Thank you, Jeff. You were ready. Very good report. Bob, lean in. Because you know what? Yes. It's about to right, the, down. Not a lot of finance and tax action this week, but one big event. I don't know if you want me to go over it now, Davin, or save it for the one big thing. Because <laughs> you, you only got one thing is either to run down or one big thing. What? It's one big thing. So I'm going to wait to one big thing. <laughs> Bob, save it. Save it. Everybody stay tuned. That's Bob's rundown. That's awesome. I'm going to leave that in there. I'm not editing this out. This is awesome. It's a wise decision. That's why you're the deputy director. But second in my heart next to Eddie. All right, Eddie. Don't let yes, me sir. down because I made you my favorite. All right. All right. It's about to go down. All right, so today, uh, this week, there was a lot of activity uh, on a lot of bills that were heard in the House last week, and uh, this week was the Senate's turn to deal with those subjects. Um, the first one is uh, House Bill 913 by Representative McClure. That is the um, public records bill that, that prohibits after uh, you receive a, uh, a records request uh, from filing um, actions for declaratory relief uh, against a requester. Uh, so public agencies will not be able to file um, declaratory judgment actions to determine whether or not uh, a record is a public record 
or whether the record is confidential or exempt, if there's any doubts to that. Uh, that bill passed uh, the Government Operations Subcommittee on Monday morning, and uh, uh, it now goes to uh, Civil Justice and Property Rights Subcommittee. Uh, the other uh, bills uh, were the Building Inspection Bill and also the um, Construction Permit Bill that were uh, passed in the House last week. Uh, this time it was Senator Perry's turn with Senate Bill 1382. The bill um, basically requires that you submit, uh, that you allow the submission of building inspection requests electronically by email, uh, by um, electronically filling in a form um, and uh, making uh, the requests available through um, a mobile device. Uh, that also has the language that reduces or requires a reduction in inspection fees um, by 10% when an inspection is done, the, uh, the inspection has failed, and then uh, you don't provide uh, a reason for that uh, inspection failure within three business days. Uh, as far as the construction permit bill, it pretty much lined up with what the House has done. It, it has in their uh, requirements that you be able to post uh, building permit applications, uh, including any attachments that are due, like drawing plans. It, uh, it allows participant applicants to submit uh, completed building applications electronically. Um, uh, it also requires that you post the current status of every received building permit application on their website, and it requires that uh, permits for single-family homes uh, be uh, issued within 30 days. If you don't issue the building permit uh, within 30 days, you have to refund uh, your building permit fees by 10%, and at times, by uh, 20%, uh, both of these bills passed uh, in the Community Affairs Committee on Tuesday. Thank you, Eddie. Very thorough rundown. And Bob yielded some of his time to you because he's such a nice guy. Tonette is about to go. That would be me. All right, in the world of COVID, healthcare, public safety, and justice. House Bill 7005, the COVID liability bill to protect healthcare providers was heard in its last committee of reference this week in judiciary, passing 15 to five and is now heading to be considered on the House floor. The companion Senate Bill 74 by Brandis was TP'd and it is expected that the Senate will take up the House's version. Another hot bill in HSJ this week was 945, Emergency Management Powers of Political Subdivisions by Representative Rommel. Cleared its first committee, House Pandemics and Public Emergencies. This bill adds a specific and significant emergency order. As to ordinances and what we can do with local government, it also caps the extended um, 
days for emergency orders from seven days to 42 days. This is something that FACT is opposing, so we would appreciate it if you reach out to your representatives and ask that they help us kill this bill. The Senate Companion 1924 by Senator Diaz um, is on agenda for next week in community affairs. And last but not least, 1084 Volunteer Ambulance Services by Pizzo like Lizzo. Um, whoever his campaign manager is, they need to put that on the shirt for his Senate re-election. Anyways, Volunteer Ambulance Services uh, will provide the opportunity for certain faith-based Volunteer Ambulance Services to operate with emergency lighting and transport individuals. This is something that FAC is working on along with other counties with the Arthur to see how we can work in the COPCNP so that they'll be covered under the counties. Um, that's it for me. All right. Thank you, Tonette. Very good rundown. And now, because, you know, Bob teased it so well, people have been waiting to hear him speak. It's on to the next segment. Bob, what is your one big thing? The one big thing in finance and tax this week happened yesterday in the House Ways and Means Committee where they took up House Bill 15 by Representative Clemens and Representative Lamarca. The bill is one of FACT's priority dealing with the e-fairness issue. What the House did was they took up the bill after hearing much conversation about a desire to make it revenue neutral because the online collections provisions were forecast to bring in an additional billion dollars of state revenue. What the House, the Senate, and the governor's office worked out was a deal to redirect some of the sales tax dollars to the Unemployment Compensation Trust Fund to reduce the reemployment tax for Florida's businesses for the coming years. The, uh, the provisions do not affect the county revenues. This is all a distribution that goes into uh, section 212.20 after our county revenue sharing, after our half cent distributions. So there's no impact to any of our distributions and the pieces of the bill that would uh, augment our local option sales taxes were not affected by these provisions. So the bill passed out of the committee. It goes next to the House Commerce Committee, um, where we expect to see it noticed later today. On the Senate side, the Senate Companion, uh, Senate Bill 50 by Senator Gruders, was scheduled to be heard on the uh, special order on the, on the Senate floor. They did not bring up the bill on Thursday afternoon. And so we wait to see the next action on the Senate side. All right, thank you, Bob. I think something highly related, this week's data point done by Sarah, follows right in line. So Sarah, the people want to hear your one big thing. I was just going to say that is a perfect transi transition, but I just wanted to give an update on some of the specifics on the data if the sales and use tax bill were to pass. Just to recap, Florida is one of two states out of 40, 45 that currently do not collect sales tax from remote sales on entities without a physical presence in the state. So the question is, how would this legislation impact Florida revenue? And the State Revenue Estimating Conference projects out-of-state collections to increase the general revenue fund by 973.6 million in fiscal year 21-22 and 
8 billion each year after and an increase in local government revenues by 229.5 million in fiscal year 21-22 and 253.7 million each year after. So compared to last year's estimates, this is a pretty significant increase. But in a time where everything is online and the consumer experience is really centered around online shopping because of the pandemic, legislation like this is necessary to expand our revenue within the state with this permanent online consumer experience. So that's it for me. Thank you, sir. That was well worth the wait. Awesome. Trying to decide between Jeff or Eddie. Sir, I'm going to let you decide. You want to hear from Jeff or Eddie? We'll go with Eddie. Okay, yes, the Godfather. I think that was much more impressive, Jeff, the, the Godfather was. <laughs> so, Eddie, the people want to hear what is your one big thing. All right, well, I actually have uh, two big things rather than one. Uh, and I want to start off by talking about uh, vacation rentals. Um, the vacation rentals bill was substantially amended in the Senate Appropriations Committee. Um, on Thursday to eliminate all of the uh, additional preemptions that were being put on um, on the bill, uh, except for uh, advertising platforms. Uh, that will still be preempted to the state, but the bill was amended to uh, basically uh, allow the status quo to remain. So the current preemption uh, deals with prohibiting vacation rentals or regulating the duration and frequency of those rentals. Uh, otherwise, local governments have the ability to regulate uh, the activities that go on on these vacation rentals, and that will remain the status quo uh, by the amendment that was proposed by Senator Manny Diaz. Uh, needless to say, um, it was a happy moment for a lot of the members because uh, they were able to support a bill that uh, some of them were very much opposed to. Uh, in fact, uh, uh, we will, uh, um, that, that, that it was a good outcome uh, to, uh, to the efforts, uh, the lobbying efforts on, on that bill. Um, the other big thing uh, that would I that I'd like to mention is something that we don't talk too much about, and that is elections. Uh, this uh, Wednesday passed um, in the Governmental Oversight and Accountability um, Committee in the Senate. They took up a vote by mail uh, ballot legislation. Uh, it's basically uh, CS for Senate Bill 90 by Senator Baxley. Uh, that makes uh, a lot of changes to the vote by mail um, structure uh, here in Florida. Uh, and let me give you a rundown of specifically what, what it's doing to vote by mail, which is very successful this past November. Uh, it reduces the number of elections in which an elector can request uh, a vote by mail and that is sufficient to cover under current law two ensuing elections. So you make a request, that request is good for two ensuing general elections. It's reducing that to only the next general election. 
So basically, if you were to do a, a request today, it, you would be covered through the 2024 election. Under this bill, you'd only be covered through the 2022 election. And then you'd have to submit a new request again. Uh, it moves the starting time for canvassing a vote by mail ballots. Currently it's 22 days and under the, under the bill, it would expand that to 35 to 40 days. And that's a, a good aspect of the bill. It limits the persons who may lawfully possess a vote by mail to just the elector and the, their immediate family. That means the elector's spouse, parent, child, sibling, or grandparent. It prohibits the use of drop boxes to return completed vote by mail ballots. Uh, that was one of the successful elements of the 2020 election where people got to, uh, you know, instead of having to, to send theirs off through the U.S. Post Office, they were able to locate and drop their ballots in uh, specific uh, drop boxes that were located throughout the, the county. Um, it, it prohibits a supervisor of election from actually mailing uh, or providing a vote by mail ballot unless there is a request uh, that is made by the elector. Uh, it requires the signature on the voter certificate on the on the ballot to be to match the most uh, recent signature on file. It requires an elector, and this is one of the major sticky points of the bill. It requires an elector who's already submitted a request to vote by mail to have to redo that request in order to comply with the new restrictions of the law. So in other words, it's a hard reset and the Florida election supervisors have estimated that this is gonna cost about $16 million. Of course, that those funds will be coming from counties that fund our election supervisors. Uh, it also has some additional uh, technical issues, for example, um, it prohibits um, vote by mail ballots and their secrecy and, and mailing envelopes from uh, displaying any kind of party affiliation or partisan information. Um, and there are certain things that have to be recorded by the supervisor of elections that they don't need to record currently. Uh, this bill uh, is now ready for the floor of the it's it's uh it passed uh, four to two and uh, uh well it, it's not ready for the floor yet. it has to go to the senate rules committee that's where it goes next and that's its last committee of reference so that's my two big things for this week so essentially we're about to have to spend money to fix something that's not broke that's correct all right uh point a point well made by both the leon county Supervisor of election and the Lake County Supervisor of Elections. And by the way, the supervisors of elections are against the bill. Okay. Thank you, Eddie. All right. Jeff, didn't mean to punish you for your movie selection, but the people want to hear your one big thing. Great, Scott. It was all about energy preemptions this week. Uh, there were two energy preemption bills, two sets. Uh, this week. The first is relating to preempting local governments 
from passing resolutions, ordinances, and codes prohibiting the types of fuel sources of energy uh, that can be provided. Those bills, Senate Bill 1128 by Senator Hudson and the House Bill 919 by Representative Tom Cobb, both easily cleared air committee stops. The other energy preemptions, and they had nothing to do with 1.21 gigawatts of energy, uh, but they had a broad preemption. This is House Bill 839 and Senate Bill 856 by Representative Fabricio and Senator Hudson. Um, And we've previously discussed these bills as a super overly broad preemption of local home rule authority on any law, ordinance, regulation, policy, or resolution passed related to transportation energy infrastructure. The way the bill defines transportation energy infrastructure is where the bills become problematic. Um, It it includes language such as upgrading or repairing existing infrastructure and it could impact local ordinances on electric vehicles solar fracking the the parade of horribles however fact has also identified some areas where uh we didn't hear from the environmental groups on but from us and other uh from the league of cities on the preemptions to local roadway, uh, you know, protections that we're talking about trucking, uh, where, you know, trucks are trying to move fuel around, uh, where we have weight restrictions on our roads, uh, seaport and airport energy infrastructure. This one is a behemoth. This could even impact uh, county-owned waste-to-energy facilities and slow down programs that, that counties offer uh, to provide energy efficiency requirements or renewable energy grant programs. Um, FAC is working strong, you know, strong on these bills and, and opposed both of these bills in committee and, and, and hope to work with the sponsors on the bills as they move forward. Uh, it was a close vote in the House, uh, 12 to 6, uh, but there were a few members who ha- held their votes up w- with some reservations, and we, we hope that we can work uh, with the sponsor on these bills as they move forward. All right. Thank you, Jeff. I, I want to be able to pump gas, but I want to be able, my guys to still be able to control local zoning of all that stuff. Yeah. And, and you know, for now we do still have roads. So, you know, yeah, it's, it's a little important. Yeah. All right. Miss parent trap. I'm coming back to you. I need you to find out who starred in the original parent trap. That's your homework for this week. Why does that matter? I'm just saying it's good education for you. All right, but right okay. now let's let's focus. The people want to hear your one big thing. Well, if I wanted to keep it on the state level, I would say HB one, the anti-rioting bill. But you know the vibes. You can Google it and learn about it. Let's end on a positive note. It wouldn't be COVID if my one big thing would not be the passage of the American Rescue Plan signed into law on yesterday, $1.9 trillion. And a large chunk of that will support state and local governments for coronavirus fiscal recovery funds. So I'm excited, optimistic, and can't wait to see how our membership can use those funds to better serve our citizens in the state of Florida. You know, you're right. Absolutely correct. It was very well placed. Of that $1.9 trillion, I think, to Florida counties directly from the U.S. feds, 
about four, almost four point three billion. So billion, yeah. yes, so that's, that's awesome. You know, maybe you should think about being a finance and tax lobbyist. I mean, Bob, have you ever brought home four point three billion to Florida counties before? I don't think so. Don't say anything. And I already know the answer. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Speaking of that, that's a perfect segue because now it's time for. Tiffany's shout-outs. All right, I'm doing a shout-out today because I really like, this is America's number one segment, and so I really like it. Just a couple things. Next week, Fact Ledge Day 2021, Wednesday, March 17th. Um, I think it's St. Patrick's Day or somewhere close to that. We are on the arena floor, big time. Bob, don't you wish you were the director instead of the deputy director? Because I get to be on stage as we have over 100 commissioners coming up to Tallahassee to tell them what's going on. Um, Bob, if you give me five bucks, I'll let you go on stage. Too. All right. So uh, make sure. Me off. Um, it is a hybrid conference. So we have 100 people here, but you also will be able to log on online. And um, we have a fantastic lineup. Second shout out. Again, I just want to let all the members know this goes with Tonette's one big thing. With the passage of the um, ARP, we, in fact, we'll be standing up a resource website shortly in the next week to help now, the hard part, counties navigate all the rules and the guidance so you can get the money and get the money on the street or do what you need to do with it to help your citizens locally. So watch out for that by the time we record our next podcast. Um, that's all I have for shout outs today. I'd like to keep it short and sweet. So um, look out for those things. So I really like that segment, you those shout outs. But it's gone fast like this week, you know, it's been busy, but I think we got meetings after this. So I know we got to get out of here. We always do it. Let's whip around and this is the last word on what was week two for you like? I'll start with Jeff. Sum it up. What was week two like for you? Uh, there was a lot this week. I would just say, if my calculations are correct, there are 49 days left in session. That's right. Start the clock. Sarah, what about you? This is your first session with us. You got five committee weeks in, two real weeks in. Do you still want to work here? Yes, I do. It's been busy, but... And, you know, it's been a trip down memory lane this week as the pandemic started almost a year ago today. So it's crazy that we're still in this, but promising with the new Rescue Act. Were you and in the spring break last year? Were you one of those kids at spring I, break not caring I, about the pandemic? What were you I doing? was in New York City when COVID first started, but it was prior to like, you need to stay at home. Okay. It was like, Later February, right. but I was in New York when it all began. We won't find you if we had the authority to. Ah, you guys read the papers, see what I'm talking about. Bob, I'm going to let you go first because I'm going to let Eddie go last. So what you got? How was your week? All right. First, I want to answer the question, which was Brian Keith from Family Affair, Marino Hara from Miracle on 34th Street, and Haley Mills played both twins in the original 1961 version of Parent Trap. Okay, teachers, Pat, you were supposed to give me an opportunity to do my homework. I will phone a friend next Friday. <laughs> well, I love it. All right. Thank you, Bob. Till next. I love family affairs as a child. 
So I could not pass out the opportunity for a shout out to the late Brian Key. All right. Now, Bob, <laughs> very acceptable. Tonette, how was your week? Um, it went. I made it to Friday. I'm grateful. I won't complain. It was good seeing a few familiar faces. Um, I survived the rep bird and pizzle like Lizzo Hayes. So I won't complain. All right. And we go on to week three. Eddie, the Godfather. What did you think about Godfather 3? I liked it. All right, good. Me too. Some people don't didn't like Godfather 3, but I liked it. Man. I liked it. Uh, How yeah. was your week, Eddie? Sum it up, folks. How was your week? My week was hectic. It was uh, fast-paced, uh, full of uh, bills that were significant, uh, substantial and uh, affected the county family quite a bit. Yeah. So, and, and I'll sum it up. The, the word is, you know, there's more than one way to skin a cat. Some people from the outside looking in see the meetings and see people going to the podium and debating and finding the process is, is wonderful. It's the things you don't see sometimes. It's playing a long game, being patient, working things out behind the scene. And we did a lot of that this week. Um, and just in reference to Eddie, your one big thing, one of your one big things was vacation rentals. Um, and that amendment, that deal, it just didn't happen this year. Those words have been worked on for over a year and they finally just surfaced. So sometimes you got to play the long game. It's a marathon. You got to be patient. Um, and then the fruit will bear. Okay, so that's my words this week. And as always, to all of you guys out there, to our commissioners, to the staff of all the counties, just want to remind you it is not the critic who counts, nor the person who points out how the strong person stumbles, or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the person who is actually in the arena. And that's all of you all. That's my staff. That's everybody out there. We appreciate you. That's why we work hard for you. So we want everybody to have a good weekend. And we'll talk to you next week.